You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, Happy New Year, uh, if you weren't with us yesterday, and hope 2024 is off to a great start. We began yesterday with the words from 1 Corinthians 14.1 that should direct all of us to make this resolution. It says, let love be your highest goal. All of us need to grow our desire and ability to love people like Jesus loved people. The Apostle Paul wrote extensively in 1 Corinthians 13 about why love needs to be our highest goal. And he said, if I speak in human or angelic tongues but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, if I have speaking abilities that can mesmerize thousands of people, if I, I master 20 foreign languages, if I become known as a great communicator but I don't love, everything I say is just a cacophony of noise. Paul continues in verse 2, and he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. In other words, he says, like, if I graduate magna cum laude, if I have so many degrees, they call me a thermometer. If I have the Bible memorized and can split theological hairs 20 different ways, but I don't love, I'm nothing. He says, if I have faith that can move mountains, but don't have love, I'm nothing. In other words, if I fail to love, all that I say I believe, all the spiritual convictions I hold are useless. He continues in verse 3, if I give everything I own to the poor. In other words, I can give extravagant amounts of money away to important causes and to the needs of our broken world. But if I do it for prestige or power or out of pressure or guilt, or even if I go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. To sum it up, God says, I can have the eloquence of an orator, the knowledge of a genius, the the faith of a miracle worker, the generosity of a philanthropist, the dedication of a martyr burned at the stake for telling people about Jesus. But if I don't love, it all adds up to a big fat zero. If you genuinely want to know how you're doing in the love department, the Bible has a simple five-word test that will give you a kind of a good assessment of how well you're loving. The love test is found in Philippians 2.3, and it says, Consider others better than yourselves. Now, I've already revealed yesterday how poorly sometimes I do with this test. How do you do? The majority of the time, do you consider others better than yourself? Jesus always did. In fact, he was always in trouble with the religious leaders of his day because he insisted on loving notorious sinners by by spending time with them. He, He would show love and respect to prostitutes. In spite of having a huge agenda to accomplish, he instructed his disciples to let the little children come to me. They aren't interruptions. My My kingdom belongs to those with childlike faith and innocent hearts. Every day of his life, Jesus treated everybody, rich or poor, young or old, male or female, as better than himself. Now, most of the time, I do fairly well, I think, with family, co-workers, and, and close friends. I do well with people who know me and know that I'm a pastor. Uh, they have higher than average expectations of me to treat them with love. I don't want to be guilty of disappointing them, so I try to be at my best. However, if I'm honest, the battle brews in me when I'm asked, to treat ordinary strangers as better than myself. My love meter reads low when I'm asked to love the slow-moving convenience store clerk, love the waiter who forgot my beverage, love the neighbor whose dog does awful things on my lawn. How about you? 
let's say you're driving to church and, and you're running late, which I know that's strictly, strictly hypothetical, never happens at your house, but pretend you're running late. There are cars everywhere on top of that. Let's say it's a day where it's raining buckets, but as if by some miracle, the space opens up right next to a door. There's never a space by the door of church. This opens up, and it's that moment. It's like God says, this is my special gift for you. And so you head towards your special gift from God, but just before you can get there, another car coming from the opposite direction slips right in, beats you to the parking spot. Now, how likely are you to say in your heart to the driver of the other car, you go ahead. I want you to take my spaces, my gift to you. I'll gladly walk for miles in the rain if necessary, because I consider you better than myself. How many people would you cheerfully give up your space for this stranger? I, listen, I've watched people drive in Eastside parking lots. It's a short list. This love meter test from Philippians 2 is a tough test, isn't it? The love that Jesus wants to grow within us says, treat common people, treat spouses, treat family, treat employees, other races, treat Republicans and Democrats, treat other religions, treat everybody as better than yourself because that's how Jesus treats you. Like there was nothing in all creation that could separate you from his love. God, I thank you for this reminder today. And um, I just pray that we'd use this kind of as a gauge today through the new year, that as we encounter people, we would consider others as better than ourselves, not in an unhealthy, demeaning kind of way, because we're to love others like we love ourselves, but in a healthy kind of way. And uh, that they would feel their love and the people who would interact with us would sense something different about us and, uh, We'll give you the glory for that and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great Tuesday. Catch you back here tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple.